Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying and I can't wait to help you out, so let's get started. One question that comes up far too often is, how do you suggest I handle an issue with the service on my car? And as an ex-service manager, I feel I can provide some advice to help in many different situations for someone going through this kind of experience. I've been on both sides of this conundrum, and I have some interesting stories to tell which will be woven into the topic at hand today to provide some context and to attempt to cover as much as possible so that we might land on something close to whatever might have brought you to this episode in the first place. So this will be a relatively compact episode, but there's a lot to untangle in this messy topic, so let's get started. Okay, first, a bit of context so you understand where my input is coming from. I spent five years as a service manager for a couple of different brands at a local dealer network where I live. I took the lead of these departments when they were underperforming in a variety of ways, with customer satisfaction usually one of the main concerns. As such, I dealt with issues internally and tried my hardest to make as many changes as needed to right the ship and turn things around. But that brought about plenty of lessons along the way, and there were definitely growing pains as well. I've had to handle situations where cars broke down on the way home after a service visit. I've been yelled at by people I've never met, whose cars have never even been to a shop that I work for. I've seen technicians rush through repairs and leave cars in worse shape than when they started. And I've had completely unexpected issues arise on cars that were truly fluke incidents, and there were no way that they could have been predicted or prevented. I've worked with argumentative customers, and some that were probably too passive. And I've learned from people who were really good at taking care of others, and some who only seemed to take care of themselves. Honestly, my undoing uh, in my role as a service manager was the fact that I just cared too much. I, and I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I just took a lot of that stress home with me. I had to eventually quit because of the fact that that stress of all of the potential issues that come up and the challenges I had actually being able to make the the corrections that I thought we needed to make were just too much. The stress of that job was going to put me in an early grave. I knew plenty of other people who had the same goals and were just better at leaving it behind when they went home at night. So while I know I'm a bit of an outlier in general in the car industry, there are still a lot of other people out there who care just as much as I do. However, I've helped lots of clients, friends, and family members over the years with their service issues, and I've had to assist in many debacles from the customer perspective. 
So I can truly understand why these problems can often become so heated. Maintaining a car isn't necessarily a cheap thing to do. Making repairs often is anything but cheap. So you have every reason to have high expectations when you pay a professional for their knowledge and expertise in servicing your car. If you pay for work to be done and it's not done properly or causes other problems or they damage your car or neglect to inform you of really important safety concerns, you have reason to be mad and to expect that they're gonna take care of that issue. With that said, in most cases, you'll make it very difficult to accomplish what you need if you come in yelling, screaming, and making a scene. There may be a case for escalating things, and we'll get to that in a minute. But just know that there's a chance the person you're speaking to also wants to resolve the problem, and it's always worth it to give them a chance to do so first before you take any sort of extreme measures. So, how should you do that? Well, let's say you've paid to have a repair done on your car, and as soon as you get it back, the same issue seems to be happening, or maybe it even appears there's a new problem. Before you do anything else, and before you continue to drive the car, call and ask to speak with the service manager, or if you worked with someone already who you would be familiar with and who would be familiar with the repairs that were done to your car, and if they seemed reasonable and you maybe even enjoyed working with them, then I would suggest you at least start with them. Explain the issue. Explain that you are not satisfied with the work that was performed and lay out any other important points about the issue and do so as best you can in a calm but clear manner. This might mean you explain that it was making a new noise or it started smoking it felt unsafe to drive, or many other things. Again, make it clear that you are very unhappy, but that you want to give them the opportunity to make it right, and once you've explained the issue, listen to how they respond. If they shrug it off or downplay the problem immediately, you may wanna just save yourself some time and go straight to their supervisor. Even if that means that you're reaching out to the general manager of the store, but if they seem apologetic, if they listen to your concerns, and if they make it appear that they will try to resolve it for you, try to give them a chance to do so. I know it probably sounds a bit like I'm just speaking as someone who uh, had too many of these scenarios and wished that people had handled it differently. And maybe that is the case. Uh, but realistically, your goal should be to get the issue resolved and hopefully in a way that you feel is completely fair, both in terms of your time and the finances that you've already put out to do this work. And you should definitely expect that they are gonna handle it appropriately. In many cases, that will mean that they send a tow truck to pick up your car, or possibly even bring you a, a loaner car to drive in the meantime, or at least that they work with you to make sure that the issue is addressed in a timely manner and as little inconvenience to you as possible. Remember, everyone is human and we all make mistakes, but if you're working with people who appear to be cutting corners, 
ignoring your interests, overcharging you, or doing anything else that feels shady, then you have every reason to skip any of the things that I've just mentioned and jump straight to whichever step you feel is necessary. And don't waste any more of your time dealing with people uh, or shops who appear not to care about resolving your concern. Hopefully you've been listened to and the person that you spoke with is actually going to try to do what they can to fix the situation and to take good care of you. If you think that's happening, just roll with it. Give them as much slack as you feel is necessary, but not so much that your issue isn't resolved immediately. If you run into resistance along the way, or you feel that the conversation is shifting in a way that isn't satisfactory, again, go to these next steps. And those next steps are basically that if you are not being taken care of, if you're being put on hold, you're told that you're going to get a call back later, or you feel your issue is just being ignored, just go straight to the next person up the ladder. And whether that's the service department manager, the general manager of the store, if it's something like a dealership, for example, or the owner of the business, if you have to. And if it is something like a corporate franchise dealership, then maybe reaching out to someone at a corporate office, whether that's the dealership itself uh, or if it's the brand, if you're working directly with uh, a manufacturer franchise. Hopefully when you reach somebody at that level and you outline the concerns that you're having, they'll listen to you. And probably for the reason of what you're going to end up having to press next if things aren't going your way. We live in an age where your voice can be heard more easily than probably ever before. Posting about negative experiences on social media, tagging people who should know, organizations who should know, like local news outlets, the corporation or the brand that's connected to the business, and of course asking others to share that message, this can be really problematic for companies. And if you've clearly been taken advantage of or you have a story that shows negligence, the fear of this kind of response alone should and will often result in some real action. I don't say this lightly, especially as a small business owner who knows that at any moment someone could do the exact same thing uh, and go out there publicly against me and my business. But if you have good reason for putting the message out there to inform other people about the way you've been taken advantage of or some sort of a major issue that's come up, then you should absolutely do it. If I were to take advantage of someone and do some harm, I would expect that that's exactly the result that would happen to me as well. If the issue seems bigger than that, my recommendation is that you contact a lawyer. Speak to one before bringing up the fact that you're going to seek legal action uh, so that the lawyer can advise you on any potential next steps. And obviously, as soon as you say something like this, it's going to change the tone or probably completely close out any sort of conversations that are happening right now. This step is going to take more time. It's probably going to cost you money. 
and it's a very frustrating one to have to do. However, if you are in a situation where you've clearly been wronged and they've damaged your car, done something that is significant enough that these steps might be necessary, then I do think it's wise for you to speak to a lawyer. Okay, let's return to the first part I mentioned before we wrap this up. You've had a bad experience. You might even be stuck on the side of the road due to it, and you absolutely deserve to have this issue handled appropriately. Now, each situation is different, so it's hard to say what's appropriate for everything that we just discussed. But in the end, you should feel your car is operating as expected and that you haven't been taken advantage of in terms of your finances and your time related to the issue. Sometimes we have to just suck it up and understand that whatever we're going through is frustrating. But how we approach the resolution can either help us get there or push us farther away. Some of the best relationships I made with customers over the years started when an unexpected issue arose. The people who gave me the opportunity to solve the problem and to try to make sure that they were satisfied with the results were often much happier in the end than the ones who came in screaming. You may or may not meet people willing to try to turn around a bad situation like that. And I certainly hope that you do come across people who have that sort of goal in mind. But I hope you've picked up some good ideas from this episode and that it might make any future or current service issues you deal with a little bit easier to handle. You can learn more about the services I provide at thepropercar.com or on social media at the underscore proper underscore car. DM me there or email me at podcast at thepropercar.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy the drive.